The final score, the Stockport County 5, Wrexham 0. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC, and, well, this is one I've had to think about for quite a long time. I've also just banged my foot on the door coming in, and my toes are killing me, so I'm suitably angry to sum of this match-up. But it has taken a lot of thought, because... I've struggled to understand exactly what was going on there, which I think an awful lot of other people did too. The two times previously this season that we've let in five goals, and that in itself is a sentence I really wasn't expecting to be saying. I felt I could understand, I could categorise and, and work out reasons why. There were anomalies and certain sets of circumstances made them happen. This one, though... I don't get, because since that Swindon game, we've looked very solid, we haven't let many goals in, we've looked very good. This comes off the back of a tremendous performance against Grimsby last Saturday, and so this one needs a lot more explaining, I think. I'm going to look at some general points first. I think we managed to conjure up a perfect storm of all the sorts of goals that would be a psychological punch in the guts in one match. I mean, look at it. The opening goal comes after we've been comfortably the better side for the first 20 minutes and executed our game plan exceptionally well. And then one long ball over the top has done us. So that's a blow. And I didn't think we recovered well from it. That was where our performance started to dip really badly. The second goal is a horrible individual error. And again, that sort of thing really makes your head drop. And then the third goal comes two minutes after that. So it's like every single thing that could make a goal against you frustrating and make you feel upset by it is happening. The fourth one, after we reset at the break and feel that if we can really get at them and make a positive start, maybe we'll get ourselves into it. And then five minutes into the second half, we concede. And that is, again, another kick in the teeth. And you realise, oh, we're not going to be able to make a game of this, really. Uh, the fifth one, of course, is irrelevant, isn't it? Let's be frank, in terms of the outcome coming in the 90th minute. Although I've got to say that in terms of defensive shape, it's about as messy as it gets. So I do think the team took a lot of hard psychological blows. They've always been good at bouncing back from those. We didn't, though, unfortunately, at Stockport. And then there were other elements. I mean, I genuinely thought you know, when we were talking about having a man of the match yesterday, Neil Williams and I in the commentary, I genuinely thought about proposing Mark Howard, a goalkeeper who had just let in five goals, not his fault, and had made, I would say, one save as man of the match because he was the only one who maybe wasn't subpar. And certainly there was a collective underperformance, which was quite startling. Nobody was able to, to grab the game by the scruff of the neck and haul this back into it. Normally we find somebody who can. So there were a lot of different little factors coming into it. But yeah, I think I'm sticking with that perfect storm idea, not just the nature of the goals, but just just the way we got things running against us. Having said that, I think tactically Stockport played an excellent game. Have a look at Dave Challoner's post-match press conference because he really goes through it very nicely. And it does sort of pair up with what I was seeing as well. So maybe that's the basis, that they played exceptionally well, Stockport, and their manager had a really good game plan and reacted to what we were doing well. Anyway, like I say, one change in the game that saw us wallop Grimsby. Ollie Palmer had a knee injury. He's on the bench but didn't have 90 minutes in him. Sam Dolby took his place. 
And Wrexham, like I said, for the first 20 minutes, looked really, really good. We had a good chance to go ahead in the first minute. Toza's long throw, which frankly, by the end, would turn out to be our most dangerous weapon, that and corners, hurled it into the box, looking for Hayden. He scraps away in the goal mouth. Uh, keeper, if it drops fartly out, Lee puts it back in. Keeper did what I must admit in commentary I thought was a weak bunch. Looking at it again as a very good bunch because Lee's ball it back into the goal mouth is testing. Mullins attacking it and the hinge lift as well to get above Mullin and punch to the edge of the area. But there is Lee inside the box bringing it down. Well, not able really to control his shot and, and he puts it off target. It was a real chance because Inchliffe hadn't got back in position, but it was a snapshot that Lee had to take on. He didn't have any time to, to settle himself. A minute later, though, came an early warning of what was to come because, okay, let, let's get into the tactical issue that Wrexham had throughout this game. We clearly had a plan to stop their fullbacks coming forward, Stockport starting with a flat back four. And the plan essentially was our strikers were going to step up and match up with the centre-backs, their, their centre-backs, so they couldn't bring the ball out. They'd have to play the ball out to the full-backs, and they are their normal outlet. They're good going forwards. But then our wing-backs would, once that happened, make a 20-yard sprint to their, their uh, full-back to stop that player from bringing it forward. So see Stockport works over to Toure, who's very dangerous coming forwards on the left. Immediately, Barnett would sprint 20 yards forwards from a pretty high starting point and would stop Toure coming past him, and he had to park it back inside. And this worked beautifully for 20 minutes. Stockport weren't able to get out much, and we were smothering them. However, that second minute move just gave us a warning of what Stockport had up their sleeves. Southern Hales, the right back, and McLean coming towards him, knocked it long into the space that McLean had left behind him. Olafe sprinted forwards. He was too quick for Toza, another thing we would learn about later in the game. Howard came tearing out of his box. Maybe looked bad that Howard went out, didn't get the ball. Olafe went down looking for a foul, trying to get the keeper in trouble. It wasn't a foul. And he got up and pulled a poor ball back in the box. And Young coming back to cover with Howard still outside the area was able to clear. But that was the warning. That ball in behind the wing backs would cause absolute chaos for Wrexham. As Challoner said, he wanted to be playing those early balls in so that his strikers, Olafe and Barry, could run at the Wrexham centre-backs because he felt that in that sort of situation, they were going to get a lot of change out of it. How right he was. For my money, I'd see Howard actually did quite well. He didn't get to the ball, but he managed to force Olafe out wide. His cross was poor. I think if he'd left it, Olafe had a lot of space to come inside and start preying on Wrexham's defence. As it is, like I said, Wrexham continued at first to look very good. Fifth minute, another chance. A great ball by O'Connor after Younger done well to hold off two players and find him. Picked out Lee and a lovely one-touch one-two with Mullen on the edge of the area. Found Lee breaking into the left channel. He took it on well to just nudge it away from his man and make space for the shot. But from inside the box, about 15 yards out, his shot was too straight. So we continued like this. Stockport were patient. I think it was something I, I overlooked a little bit. While Wrexham were controlling the game for the first 20 minutes, Stockport were patient and keeping us pretty much at arm's length. And then in the 21st minute, they struck. Similar ball down the right-hand side. This time the keeper, Hinchliffe, delivering it. Collar bursts down there. Our system has broken down, and it's Elliot Lee having to charge back and cover him because 
McLean is high up the pitch. Uh, back three are uh, out of shape. And Lee, I mean, you know I'm an admirer of his effort box to box, but tracking a guy who's got goal side around the back of the defence isn't his strength. He's not able to get to Collar, who puts a good ball into the edge of the box, and Olafe is very sharp and manages to beat Tozer to it and put it in for 1-0. We didn't really recover well from that. We had the next chance, a long throw by Toza. Hayden made contact around the penalty spot, but I think he may have jumped a bit early and couldn't control his header, put it over the bar. And then things started again, just look worrying for Wrexham. As initially, it was a nice piece of play by uh, on down the right-hand side, on the left-hand side, Barry, Barry sweeping in across. Olafe had found himself goal-side, of McLean, free header at the far post, planted it against the post, it spanned back out, and there was Barry once more to cut back inside and drive in a shot which drew a good save from Howard from close range. Wrexham scrambling to survive. A couple of minutes later, they weren't surviving. 2-0 down after half an hour, although it's got to be said, this was a personal nightmare for Ben Toza. Will Boyle, under no pressure, working the ball back to Toza. It's behind him, but that's no real deal. For some reason, Toza just stands still, lets it go behind him. I don't know if he just assumes Howard is there, Howard isn't there, and only seems to respond when Olafe's already got around the back of him and is one-on-one with the keeper. Olafe does well to keep his cool as Toza comes back and slots the ball past a completely exposed Howard. A horrible, horrible mistake by Toza. And two minutes later, the sucker punch of a third. And this one, though, I mean, it's poor from our point of view, but it's got to be said. Louis Barry on loan from Aston Villa. I mean, the front three who causes so much problems, Barry, Olafe, and uh, the brilliantly named Odin Bailey, all on loan. Barry, though, a very interesting one, on loan from Aston Villa. Went to Barcelona as a wonder kid, has gone to Villa now. Had a couple of loan spells. He's on fire now for Stockport. Equaled the Stockport County record for most goals, cons- most consecutive games a Stockport player scored in. Six in a row now. He just picked her up on the left-hand side, about 30 yards out. Hayden came to him. Up to this point, Hayden had looked good. But Barry just went past him with quick feet and pace like he wasn't there. He now had Toza exposed on the edge of the box, went round the outside of him with pace. Toza couldn't do anything about it and then drove it across Howard to make it 3-0. Barry, absolutely mesmerising. Ironically, when he got the ball in commentary, I was about to say, he's a cracking player, but he's been quiet so far. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't say that now, to be honest with you. From that point on, Rexon were terrified of him. And Rexon's performance started to really go downhill. Lots of sloppy passing. Couldn't get a rhythm going at all. Tozer and McLean seemed to be on totally different pages. Tozer would be chipping balls out for McLean to run onto while McLean stood still waiting for the ball to feed. It would go out for the throw. Oh, it was falling to pieces. Hayden seemed concerned then by the pace of Barry. And everything just started to grind to a halt. Mullen wasn't getting much service. Dolby was completely dominated by the Stockport centre-backs, Pye and Horsefield, Horsefall, who was outstanding. And we went in at break 3-0 down, and that felt like a reasonable reflection of how we were going. So obviously Parkinson's going to reset at half-time, and we're going to come out and we get in the front fit and try to ask questions, and then in the 50th minute, we're 4-0 down. 
Again, highly, highly frustrating. This time, it's Bailey breaking forwards. Uh, he's allowed space by O'Connor and Barrett. Gets in goal side of them. Receives a brilliant, quick first-time pass by Barry, who runs down the left-hand side and gets the return pass. And Barry hits in this cross, which is deflected up in the air at the near post. Laffey did really well, standing about 15 yards out. The ball arcing towards him. He's unmarked again but there's just <laughs> there's no pace on the ball so he does really well to lunge and meet it with a diving header which puts enough pace on the ball to make it a threat and he placed it perfectly inside the right post 4-0 Olafe's hat-trick and he deserved it but again players in Wrexham's box unmarked Again, we're using a system where we're looking at wide midfielders to sort of offer a bit of cover for the wing-backs to get high up the pitch. But it's been exposed by Stockport hitting those areas of the pitch and, quite frankly, Wrexham failing to pick players up, failing to track back and just failing, if I'm honest. We then had our best spell of the match. Let's not get overly excited. I mean, let's be honest, we showed guts to come back into it um, and we showed guts to try and, you know, put a bit of threat together. But Stockport are phoning up now, and they're playing conservatively. They're not looking to punish us. This could have got very ugly if they had decided to, I felt. Uh, Wrexham carved out an opportunity on McLean, squared it to Young, who hit a typical powerful drive from 25 yards out, but Hinchcliffe's underneath it, unable to push her over the bar. It moved in the air, and so he found it slightly awkward, but he was always liable to save it. Then Wrexham again, carving out... An opportunity, short corner by Young. McLean puts in a cross. It's too long, though, but toes it as well to run out wide and retrieve it. Puts a cross back in, and Boyle is there as a slash at it from the corner of the six-yard box and puts it over the bar. He had a good sight of goal there, but just couldn't control his shot. Soon afterwards, another decent move. Good build-up down a tight area, down the left. McLean feeding in Lee, helping it on to Fletcher. And he pulls the ball into McLean, who carried on his run into the box. He drove it into the near post. But a good parry by Hinchliffe puts it behind for the corner. And that corner sees Wrexham have their closest moments. Young swinging a corner into the far post. Mullen heading it back in. It's headed off the line. Comes back out to Lee. And he drives in a shot, which just scrapes the right post from the edge of the area. Almost immediately... Phil Parkinson makes a triple change. So off come Palmer and Mullen and Boyle. And on come George Evans, Ollie Palmer. Beg your pardon, I said Palmer. Dolby, not Palmer. Palmer replaces Dolby. Stephen Fletcher comes on up front. I just said Fletcher was involved in that move. I have no idea what I'm talking about. And yeah, okay. I mean, for a start, Palmer and Fletcher certainly had an impact. And Horsefall starts finding it life's not so easy, but we're really struggling to get bodies up the pitch. There was an example that summed it up nicely. Long ball forwards by Howard. Howard had held on to the ball for ages because players wanted him to roll it to them. And he was clearly saying, no, get up the pitch. I want to go long to these two big guys and see if we can cause some problems. So eventually, after they've moved away from his box, he does play it. Fletcher wins a good header on the right flank, flinks it onto the box. Palmer makes a good run, good strength, beats Pye to it, holds him off. And there's no one else near him. Fletcher's out on the flank, having won the header. No one else is getting up to support him. And Palmer in the end does well to win a corner. But, you know, Howard was saying, get up, let's attack them. And we still fail to do so. And the number of times when Rexman playing it forwards and the strikers 
didn't get great service or didn't get much help um, was far too often as far as I was concerned. We did go close in the 73rd minute. McLean playing a square ball to Lee, who hit a powerful shot, which hit the bar, dropped down O'Connor in the goal mouth, stretching, just couldn't quite get a contact on it, and it flew away. And the game was slowly meandering away. Stockport defending their box ever so well, getting bodies behind the ball, things we didn't do. And although we were creating these chances, it was just for, well, yeah, people talk about consolation goals. It won't be a consolation. It never is when you let that many goals in. Wrexham continuing to push on. A ball driven across the face by Evans from a short corner. It was a decent delivery. Fletcher jumps, battles for it. It drops loose. Hayden jumps with the keeper and it drops loose. O'Connor hits a shot from close range. Keeper makes a good save. Comes back out to O'Connor and he drives a shot off target from eight yards out. You know, we were getting close, but... It wasn't falling for us, and well, if you make your own luck, maybe that's why. Two minutes left, Rex made a final couple of changes. Davis coming on for Lee, Ford coming on for Barnett. And a couple of minutes later, of course, 90th minute, we concede the fifth. Stockport allowed so much space. It was a poor, poor goal. Mullin, uh, sorry, Madden on the halfway line, dropping off from the front line. Who just come on as a subject himself. Links up with play. Wrexham lose their shape. And when the ball's played into the box... The, the back three has shifted the sock cross so far that Hayden, the right-sided player in the back three, is beyond the penalty spot on the left-hand side. And he's got three men beyond him. Ford is running back from up the pitch to try and get goal side of them and mark them. Ball comes into Madden, who's got enough time to have a slightly awkward first touch before popping it beyond Howard. Howard maybe could have come for it, but I wouldn't want to press that too much. He's been left exposed all game. So, a horrible performance and a horrible result. Let's look at the let's look at the performances individually, shall we? I'm not sure how we could have done much about it either way, to be fair to him. The centre backs had a rough time. I have to be honest, I was slightly surprised it was Boyle out the three who came off, especially as we didn't switch to a back four, but stuck with the back three. Um, because I thought in many ways he was our most solid defender. Uh, Toza had some real unfortunate moments I'm afraid he had a really bad day at the office Hayden looked great for 20 minutes but once Barry had burst past him he looked a bit more tentative the wingbacks um, I mean Barnett and McLean were trying to execute a plan to put pressure on the fullbacks and it worked well for 20 minutes but once they were getting bypassed they were just getting caught too high up the pitch I was slightly surprised how little they tried to take on their fullbacks they both got into situations where they could and normally they'd be driving on to try and drive that advantage home but they didn't so much I don't know whether there was a collective loss of confidence around the team or not but certainly yeah they didn't trouble the Stockport fullbacks at all in the centre of midfield O'Connor started the game very well but once Sarsovic stepped up and the Stockport reverted back to more of a diamond O'Connor started to be troubled on the ball and didn't hang on to it all that well on the left hand side Lee worked away very hard to be fair to him and was often asked to track back into areas that stretch him rather. Um, so fair play to him for keeping trying. And Young on the other side of the central midfield trio uh, as well. Good work rate, got some tackles in, but nobody was playing at their normal level. Up front, Dolby couldn't make an impression on the centre-backs at all. I felt sorry for Mullen, of course. He's coming back from injury and I, I'm, I'm not going to criticise him because he did battle away trying to hassle the centre-backs but he was given little support or service 
Um, he didn't make as many of those runs as as usually, but I, I think that he was just not getting situations where players were looking to get their head up and play him in, if I'm perfectly honest with you. And he did come back deep sometimes to, to cover for the loss of shape we were suffering in midfield and out wide. So fair play to Mullin, but no way to make any impact on the game. Fletcher and Palmer came on and they did make a difference. In fact, Horsfall, having looked so good, didn't enjoy Fletcher and Palmer much. They knew, let him know they were in a fight, but too often were left isolated. At least we started making a few more chances when they came on. Uh, Evans, I thought, did well. Came in centre midfield with O'Connor dropping back to the left-sided centre-back. Evans looked quite tidy on the ball, trying to push forwards. And was tidy enough, was decent. And then the two late subs, you can't really judge much. But uh, that was not normal. That was not our normal standards. I don't think there's any need to panic because, frankly, this side just walloped Grimsby. This side's been putting in a string of good performances for a long and beaten run. But that was a real shock to the system. And I think that they need to work on that, that their response to that very hard this week. Wow, it was quite something. So, with the final score of Stockport County 5, Wrexham 0. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC.